Yes, it is, and we got a game for you Sunday, baby. Cleveland Browns versus the Indianapolis Colts from First Energy Stadium in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic. This is the Doghouse on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. A little Triple H, Matt, to bring us in. I, I think you, you would like that, huh? Time to play the game. I can appreciate that. I agree. Uh, that's that's one of the better entrance music. There are just like those certain iconic ones in wrestling that as soon as you hear it, you know instantly, you know what it means and who's coming out and what kind of show you're going to get. So yeah, that's a that's a good way to kick off the the day for sure. Triple H has had a couple of good ones over the years, but you're right. There's that music. There's the Stone Cold, the Glass Break, Hulk Hogan's Real American, you know, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart. There's so if you have that. And, and and it's it's not not everybody right, but when you have that that song that hits and then the place just goes nuts, that gives me goosebumps every time, especially from back in the day. Those were boy man, there's some all timers there. Triple H certainly up there too. Yeah, well, it doesn't help or hurt that he has Motorhead doing it well, for him most of the time. So that's true. That, that's true. That, that kind of helps. That yeah, that that, that kind of helps. Add some it. legitimacy to it. So <laughs> so this Browns Colts game interesting that matchup because both teams are three and one you have the number one ranked defense in indianapolis versus the league's top rushing offense in the cleveland browns uh the browns number one on defense and takeaways in the nfl too folks don't forget about that um and you have to me matt when we look at this thing i feel the colts defense they're getting pumped up i'm feeling it's a little bit of a paper tiger man like this team lost to jacksonville and the teams that they've played, they beat the Vikings, who have been terrible. The Jets suck. The Bears aren't that impressive. And Phil Rivers has not thrown for more than one touchdown in a game this year. He's 4-3 to three touchdown to interception ratio. I, I'm not, you know, I respect the Colts, but I'm not scared of them. I wouldn't, I am not either. Um, for all the reasons you just mentioned, um, I've been following Philip Rivers for a while because I've had him on a couple of fantasy teams. Those days and are done. the last probably two, three years, he's it's been a struggle for him. I mean, think, we're talking single digits consistently week after week. Um, and I'm not surprised that he's seeing a similar situation developing in Indianapolis. I think the Colts probably would have been better served going in a different direction, but this is the path that they chose and this is what they've got. So now they have to rely on other things to help them win games. They've had a good defense against some competition that's not so great. And uh, we'll see what they can do against a, a, a really good offensive line and to see whose strength ends up winning the day and winning the game. Like, and the thing is, when the Colts signed Phillip Rivers, like, I, I get it. You had Jacoby Brissett. You knew Jacoby Brissett at best was getting you, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. That's not a playoff quarterback. That's a high-end, good, competent backup type. So you went and you rolled the dice. You thought, okay, was it because the Chargers' O-line was terrible last year? We got a great one. Drafted a running back, you know, and, and maybe it would work. Uh, maybe it ended up will working but yeah this isn't the long term this seemed like a hope you catch lightning in a bottle and make a deep run on a veteran quarterback right exactly that's what it was you you hope that he's got one good run left in him and you use 
use it to get where you want to go, and then you focus on the rebuild. Right. And signings like these usually work out a lot worse in in most cases where the veteran doesn't have anything left and he just takes a spot away from a That's young kid that could develop into something. Or it's not good enough to win, but it's good enough to get you like the 20th draft pick and then he <laughs> walks away and then you're still without a quarterback. You're still so, host, yeah. It's a very delicate balance that teams try to play when they bring in a veteran quarterback like this. And we'll see how the Colts are uh, able to do throughout the rest of the year, throughout the last uh, three quarters of the season. And you know what? Easy schedule or not, they're still 3-1, and one, right? And, and you look at that the rest of that division for Indianapolis when everything else is, is lined up in the AFC South where the Tennessee Titans, who are just, just trying to ruin football for everybody, you know, they're in there. Jacksonville's 1-3. and three. They stink. The Texans are 0-4 and, and fired their coach. You know, even if they get 9-7, and seven, that could win that division depending on how the Titans go about. I agree. Yeah, I agree that 9-7 and seven could be good enough to win the division because I, I don't know how much I buy into, oh, well, this team's undefeated or mm. this team has a 4-0 record or 3-0 record. It, it's still early and everybody's trying to figure themselves out because we've had a pretty unique year with all the offseason season programs going virtual and no preseason and whatnot so i think we're still trying to figure out you know who's legit and who's not and yeah that division is not exactly the strongest uh, jacksonville looks like they're headed for another quarterback being chosen in the top mm-hmm. end of the draft houston is in a world of hurt because Boy. they let a madman run amok and now they don't have draft picks they don't have money nope. and they don't have enough talent because they traded some of the talent that they did have correct and you look at tennessee and they they're a good team don't get me wrong they run the ball really well but when it comes crunch time do they have the personnel to make the plays i don't know so we'll see how that division plays out but I agree with you. Nine and seven could very well end up winning that division. You know what else? The Tennessee and Titans. And probably hosting a team that would have a better record than that. Well, probably. In the playoffs, by the way. Yeah, probably. That's sort of the NFC East formula, right? Get the eight and eight type of deal. So, um, Matt, the, 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 Tennessee, right. the Tennessee Titans also, what they do well is contract COVID 19 and try to screw over the rest of the league. That, the New York Jets, Matt, the New York Jets, the Washington football team, who are on the field, train wrecks, operating better, better than the Tennessee Titans when it comes to this. The Jets had a false positive. That game against Arizona will take place. Titans tested negative as well as the Patriots on Friday. That came out. Uh, So we'll hope over the weekend as well because that Bills game got moved to Tuesday uh, against the Bills. And then Buffalo, Matt, like, you know, I don't care two ways about the Buffalo Bills, but doesn't seem quite fair that they have to play Tuesday turnaround Sunday because the Tennessee Titans don't take this seriously. And to my knowledge right now, they have not been punished in any way. You got start taking stuff away, Raj. Come on, man. Like this is, this is ridiculous how that team gets to not care. And, and it's not just, Oh, it's one team. No, you disrupted multiple teams, multiple weeks, multiple games, days of the week. Now we're playing football on a Tuesday. We hope. 
Tennessee Titans. I never thought I would hate the Tennessee Titans. They're as vanilla and as bland and as interesting, typically, as the underside of a table. But the Tennessee Titans are on my, my list now, Matt. You made the list. Tennessee, try to take away my football. Good Lord. Yeah, I, I don't understand why there hasn't been punishment. They know how this got worse. They know that there was illegal workouts being held, whether that was coach-mandated whether that was organization mandated or whether that was players just not taking it seriously enough and saying, Hey, we're going to do this because we think we can and we're fine. You have that knowledge. You better do something with it because if you want to prevent other teams from going outside the rules, you got to drop the hammer on somebody Mm -hmm. and the Titans are begging to be the nail in this situation. Yeah. Begging. And Matt, here's my concern. So, okay, so right now it's fine. We're, we're just past the quarter mark of the, the NFL season for most teams. What happens when, you know, we're in week 10? Teams are 2-8. and eight. Is the same store, sort of discipline going to be for players who are like, well, we're not making the playoffs, what, like, and let the guard down and, and wreck it for everybody? Like, the NFL has to be conscious of that, that teams that end up being out of it and don't have anything to play for might just stop caring. So you got to put things in place now that it's not fines. Money doesn't matter. Okay. To, to like, they got lots of money, draft picks, uh, 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 something like that. I think maybe draft picks would be the best way you're losing. You do this first offense. You're losing a third round pick. How do you like that? You want to test it again? Huh? You get a second, do it again. How about a first? And then we keep going. Like, I think you have to go that far, especially for the bad teams. That's going to hit home because you'd be losing serious draft capital. Yeah, there, something has to be done. What the answer is, I don't know. I like the idea of the draft picks being taken away. I'm still amazed that the Titans haven't had been made to forfeit, but I think that's the, there are strange rules in place right now, and I think that has more to do with it than – than we think because if the Bills win by forfeit, Bills players don't get paid. That's the thing. So why punish them again? Like, And you'd have to make – and it's not as easy as just switching the rules because you have the whole players union, right? That would be – that would take a whole offseason to figure out that type of rules. Right. You know, it's too complicated to do it midstream. Yeah, th- there are certain things that you're just going to have to work through, and that's one of them. And I and I truly believe that's part of the reason why the games haven't been forfeited yet, because teams realize that, or players realize that they've got a pretty heavy heavy financial stake in this thing. And to sit there and to be told, "Well, your opponent screwed up." and you're going to have to pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to go over well in a, in a locker room. If you tell people that they don't get paid, that's going to lead to a lot of legal issues. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to lead to a lot of stuff. But in any case, the Browns are holding it down, right? Baker Mayfield just said, just wear the damn mask. Right? Yeah, right. Just, just follow the rules. It's a you pretty want, you simple want... concept. Listen, y'all want to play football. We all want to watch football. Just do as you're told. Just do it. Okay? Figure it out. You're getting a lot of money. Just do it. Stop it. Stop questioning it. Just freaking do it. Anyway, 
Follow us on Twitter at AndyMCD1, at Matt Flurjancic, Instagram at AndyMCSports, at Matt Flowsports. Matt, this, the, the point spread on this game between the Colts and Browns started with the Colts as two-point favorites, went down to one and a half and one. Now it is an even pick em out of Vegas. The over-under is set at 46. And funny enough, the all-time series record between these two clubs, including playoffs, is 17 and 17. So these are... are Two organizations over the years who have matched up obviously pretty close. And again, we're having the defense versus the Browns offense. Now we know from the Cleveland side, uh, Nick Chubb uh, is gone. And while you're not replacing a world talent like Nick Chubb, because that offensive line is the way it is, it's just not as dire a, a state as it could be when you have Kareem Hunt and then to Ernest Johnson, who really popped for 95 yards in the win over Dallas last week. Now you go one more man down, then obviously you're in a real situation. If you would have told me I would have written two articles in a week about the Ernest Johnson, I would have told you something like completely horribly wrong. And while that's not entirely false because we lost Nick Chubb, you still have a Pro Bowl caliber guy in Kareem Hunt. Former league rushing champ. help lead that running back core. If you can keep him healthy, and keep in mind, he was dinged going mm-hmm. into last week. If you can keep him healthy and you spell him with the Ernest and Dontrell Hilliard and what have you, there are – that's not a bad thing. That We've seen far worse from the Browns. We've, we've mm-hmm. seen guys have to get signed on a Tuesday and play on a Sunday. Um, yep. So we've seen far worse things than this. I'm very confident because of the offensive line that they're running behind. They're running a bunch, uh, behind five dudes that can impose their will better than anybody has been to this point this year. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. And I, as long as those five guys stay healthy and Kareem can keep the, the dings and the dents to a minimum on his own body, I am not as concerned as I would be had we not invested so heavily in both of those position groups. Yep, 100%. And the Colts know that. The game plan, I would think, is to try to load up and stop the run. Now we're going to see, again, okay, Odell Beckham Jr. had that massive game. Do I hope the Browns don't fall into the trap of, well, that worked well. Let's keep throwing it over and get back into bad habits like we saw last year. Seems like Stefanski has been disciplined enough to not do that. Um, Kadero Hodge on the IR after injuring his hamstring in uh, warm-up last week, which is, is strange. So it looks like, Matt, like what I've been reading is that Rashad Higgins still might not get on the field because you got Donovan Peoples-Jones. They might just have him as that third receiver, and poor Hollywood can't get on the dang field. I don't know why they paid Hollywood if they didn't think he could play. The guy um, can catch. He can make plays. I don't get it. Well, I I do get it to a uh, to a certain extent because they they want a guy that can run block and they, they can block that yeah, for Hodge. Peoples Jones is better at run blocking than than Higgins, which may be true. But if you put a guy out there because he's a better blocker, aren't you kind of telegraphing what you're gonna do? Mm. Yeah, I mean, not that they need to anyway, because people know that they're going to run it down their their throats until the, a defense can figure out a way to stop them. But and, and I get all that, but you, you got to make it somewhat of a threat to 
to pass the football to unstack the box, if you will. Right, and and that's that's the situation. So we'll see. Ultimately, you know, if the Browns' biggest problem is who's going to be the third wide receiver, hooray, yay! That's, that's a good that's thing. Really good. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're we're cool with that. Uh, now, other injuries of note, Larry Okunjobi out. Greedy Williams, Matt, what the heck? Dude hasn't played this year. Fifth straight week. What's with the shoulder injury? If it's so bad, why isn't he on the IR? Come on. It's kind of one of those things where you look back at hindsight and you say, okay, we probably should have put him on IR. But to me, what that screams of is this wasn't as serious as an IR situation until there was a setback and there was some kind of setback that nobody's talking about right now that have us in the position that we're in where we're looking five weeks out now and saying, is this kid ever going to get healthy? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a major concern because he was a very high draft pick and we brought him here to help build up the secondary. And now we've had to make it, through patchwork wise with some aging veterans and some other guys that don't have a ton of experience and aren't as highly thought of as greedy. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Um, Not just for the immediate, but for the long term. is this kid going to be an answer? Like, are we going to be able to rely on him? Because that's now two years in a row where he's missed at least a month. He missed a month because of a hamstring last year, and he missed a, a, over a month because of a shoulder this year. Like, is this kid just injury prone? Is there something they can do to help protect him? I don't know, but the best avail- uh, ability is availability, and he ain't been available. So he ain't there. that tells me something is not good. He ain't there, and it looks like Carl Joseph uh, listed as questionable could be out. Adrian Claiborne questionable. He's leaning towards playing. Is is Vernon playing this week? I think he is, right? He's always a little iffy. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, he's going to try to go, even though he's been dinged up for a little bit. The only ones that I know for sure are out are Ogunjobi and Greedy. And Greedy. And, boy, hopefully um, Ronnie Harrison gets uh, some more work as well. He's been sort of inching up and, and stuff like that. You'd think at some point let him loose, right? So, um for the Colts. He's been here a month now. If yeah. you can't let him loose Come now, on. are you ever going to be confident enough to do it? Like, exactly. Let the, let the dude play. He can't be any worse than some of the other guys they've run out no. there. I mean, Joe Woods is, is trying to be respectable as a defensive coordinator and a play caller with a lineup that is, is not so good. No. Not and it hasn't been healthy the whole year. And yet he's still finding ways to get Miles Garrett despite miles really being the only weapon on the defense, still finding ways to get that dude to wreak havoc in the backfield. So he's amazing. doing a lot of things, right? Yeah, he really is Uh quick, Matt, we're up against the clock here, but injuries of notes for the Colts, their starting left tackle, Anthony Costanzo officially ruled out for Sunday. Uh, they're having a guy, Le Raven Clark will start instead. Um, uh, also Darius Leonard, Ooh, linebacker, he is going to be missing the game also. That is good news for the Browns running game and, you know, for those cross routes without Leonard, who's a tackling machine. So some more injury notes there. Matt, let's quickly give our prediction, score prediction for Colts at Browns. Even out of Vegas is the line. 30-24, good guys. Woo, I like it. I like it. 30-24 for the good guys. I'm going to go a little bit more low scoring. I'm going to say 
1916 Browns. I think the defense of the Colts might be a little trickier, and the Browns sort of try to wear out the clock, but uh, I'm not confident that the, the Colts' offense can really score. So 1916 Browns, we both picked the winners. Let us know who do you think is going to win. Give us the score. Hit us up on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleur Jancic. You can check all Matt's great workout as well uh, on social media and on WordPress.com. Good stuff, Matt. Hey, let's hope for another Victory Monday, baby. I'm getting used to those. Sounds good, but don't we have to delay it to a Victory Tuesday because of Canadian Thanksgiving? Nah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. If they well, win, I'm doing happy it. Happy early Canadian Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the day and uh, let's celebrate the blessings that we do have. Absolutely, brother. All right. To all of you, uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving and go Browns.